Hello, hello, my sister friends. Today we have such a special treat for you. I have a guest host today. Angela Thornton is with us. Angela is a storyteller, a child of God, a wife, mom, mentor, and friend. She desires to live in such a way that no matter which one you meet, you will meet the Word of Christ dwelling richly in her. Angela is also the founder of Wise Word Ministries, a ministry of teaching and intercession. She is not only called to teach, she is also a fervent intercessor. Understanding the power and effectiveness of praying scripture is essential to her teaching ministry. She is passionate about teaching and empowering people to know the truth and power of God's Word. I'm so excited to have you here, our conversation today. I'm actually going to be splitting it into a couple of episodes because we had so much fun talking and laughing. So tune in as we talk about what it means to walk as a daughter of the King. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing, and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Angela, hello, hello, and thank you so hello, much for joining hello. us. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. Well, Angela, would you tell us just a little bit about so our listeners know who you are, what you do, who you serve. Uh, by profession, I am an editor. Uh, by call, I'm a Bible teacher and an intercessor. And so I mainly serve women, teaching them how to study the word, not just read it, mm. but literally how to dig into the word so that they understand what it says, observation, um, exactly what scripture means, interpretation, proper interpretation, so that they can apply that word to themselves. And then I teach them how to pray according to God's word, not whatever our problems are, uh, but literally how to pray the word because it is his word that he watches over to perform. And so I do that. And we have a 6 a.m. prayer call every Monday through Friday where we pray and we teach and um, that is what we do. We literally teach people how to study the word of the Lord. That's wonderful. That's such a needed service because I think even a lot of the listeners here, um, sometimes they want a 
they want to grow in their faith and grow in relationship, but don't really know where to start. Uh, one of the things I tell people, if you really want to start to study the Bible, let's not complicate it because mm -hmm. I know people think that Bible study can be complicated. But if you started with the book of Psalms, mm -hmm. every emotion, everything you could ever face known to mankind is found between Psalm 1 and Psalm 150. You literally <laughs> can start there. If you wanted to start, say, in the Gospels, start with John. Mm. If you wanted to start in uh, the epistles, start with the book of Romans, because the book of Romans lays out for you what this Christian walk looks like. Now, don't do like some people and start in Revelation, because then you're just going to frustrate yourself. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you're going to frustrate Get yourself. a little scared and frustrated. <laughs> exactly. And don't try to do it all in one setting. Literally, if you do a chapter, work your way through that one chapter. If you only have 10 or 15 minutes a day, that's 10 or 15 dedicated minutes uninterrupted. Do not think you need to spend an hour or two. If you have that time, great. If you don't, don't frustrate yourself. We're mm -hmm. busy 10 or 15 minutes with a cup of coffee, a cup of tea. And God, I want you to speak to me. I want you to show me what you mean in these, in this passage, in these few verses, in this one chapter. Start that way. Right. Well, and probably a lot of women on this listening to this episode probably are in that boat of having 10 to 15 minutes, you know, really want some intentional time. But, you know, a lot of them are um, full-time working professionals, or even if they're full-time work-at-home moms, just finding the the space to do that. And you actually authored a book, correct, on kind of teaching the steps to study the Bible. Is that right? I did. Um, I authored an ebook. It's called How to Study the Bible in Four Easy Steps. If they mm -hmm. will go to my website, that is, um, you can get that as a download, How to Study the Bible. I literally walk you through the four steps. The first step is prayer. Start mm -hmm. with prayer. As just, with everything. <laughs> as with everything. And just start with, Father, I, I want to know you better. I want to know your word. I want to know what you're saying. I want to know who I am in you, who you are to me. As I journey through your word, open my eyes that I would see, open my ears that I would hear, let my heart receive. Mm -hmm. And then ask him, where do I start? Proverbs is another good place to start. So then I walk you through observation. What does that look like? Literally, what does it say? And right. what I discovered early on is that I was reading with my mind and not my eyes because my mind would tell me that I knew what a familiar passage said because mm. I'd yes. heard it so much. Yes. Oh, yeah. So if you've heard it a lot. And then it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. Your mind says, I know what it says. Mm -hmm. But when you look at it with your eyes, you go, oh, wait. That's not what it says. So, <laughs> right? So yes. Like, observation. Let us observe what does the text say and look at that. And then I go, okay, God, interpretation. What does the text mean? What does this mean? And so what we often will do is we'll take a verse or two by itself and make it mean what we need it to mean to make us feel better at the moment. Yes, right. 
or do a little Bible dip, right? Have you heard exactly. that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I call it a little scripture scramble. Yeah. <laughs> but what I say is, um, if you have a study Bible, they're usually a little, little center column with references. Look at the references. Look at the scriptures above it, beneath it, or the chapter above or beneath to see exactly what it means. For instance, we've all heard 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people will call by my name. We all have heard that will humble themselves and pray. We know that, right? And I was talking to a very dear friend of mine who was a pastor. He was all into it. And so I very casually said, but you know, that's a verbatim. Um, God is really repeating verbatim Solomon's request in chapter six. And he went, what? <laughs> I said, yeah, it's not like God is saying, if my people would do this, it is the Lord repeating what Solomon said yes. and requested, and it's his answer verbatim. He's saying to Solomon, okay, Solomon, you said, if my people, da-da-da-da-da. And when he I said, go read chapter six, and he comes back, he said, <laughs> I never looked at it that way. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can interpret it improperly if you take that in a vacuum, in a bubble. Right. Yes. And then that means you would you would apply it improperly. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you've interpreted it to mean something. It didn't. Yes. So, yeah. And then I and then the next the fourth part of that is application. How do I apply this word? These words that were written over 2000 years ago to my life now. Mm -hmm. And so what I say is. All of the Bible, most of the Bible wasn't written to us. It is all written for us. Right. Yes. So you have to know the context. Who were they speaking to? To whom were they speaking? What is it they were saying to them? And now, God, how do I extrapolate that and live out what it is you've said today? Yes. So yeah, that, that, that's my passion, teaching people how to study the word. I love that. I feel like I'm learning, you know, it's, it's funny. I was just unexpectedly asked to speak at a woman's tea over the weekend. Um, and part of my message, it was as I've grown in relationship and seeking the Lord more and seeking to understand his character and just spending more time in the word, you know, how we hear kind of all our lives, it's the living word, it's the living mm -hmm. word. But when, it's kind of like there's this moment where it actually comes alive. You know what I mean? It's like this. Exactly. Oh, I, I understand now what that means. It's like suddenly it's just revealed in a whole different way than you've ever known it to be. Exactly. Exactly. And when it comes, when it becomes this living word, there's a freedom that yeah. comes and a liberty that you're like, oh, wait. That's what this means. Yes. I, I have the freedom and the liberty in Christ. Oh, okay. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. Because we all know that there's sometimes, depending on the type of church you're in, the denomination, sometimes scripture can be used as a way to 
dampen or tamp down women moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or we, we can use scripture to, to tell you what you can't do. A lot of can'ts and can'ts and can'ts. Right. Um, and, but there's liberty in Christ. There's freedom in Christ. And he wants us to walk in that. And once you come into the full knowledge that you really are the righteousness of God, that you yes. really have been created in Christ Jesus to do the work, get this, that he prepared beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that there's something he prepared for you to do beforehand. Then you are no longer bound to the constraints that someone else tries to put you in. Yes. Amen. You know who you are. Right. So tell me about that. So that's kind of our topic for today is that idea of walking through life as a daughter of the king, sort of that heart knowledge of who we are in Christ. So have you always known the Lord at that depth or tell me your story and your oh, no, I have not. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a good story. <laughs> oh, no, I have not. I grew up a little girl in Florida in a good old Southern Baptist church <laughs> with a lot of can'ts and don'ts. Yeah. Uh, and it's so funny because my grandmother was Pentecostal. Oh. Right. So, yeah. And then I was at the Baptist church. So, you know, there was a lot of can'ts and don'ts. Yeah. <laughs> can't wear red, can't wear pants. It was just a lot of and so there was what I discovered as I grew, I've always been an inquisitive child. Mm-hmm. So I would always read and want to know. And I needed people to explain to me, where is that? Got in trouble a lot. If you can imagine a little girl asking, well, where is that in the Bible? Oh, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> and a little, little girl in the South, I, you did not just question the pastor. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah. I don't see that. So I discovered as I continued to grow that a lot of what we were hearing was legalism. Yes. And based in denominational doctrine, not the Bible. And uh, and so the more I studied, the more I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, okay, God, you really got to show me. And I was in Bible school and I did all of those things. But it literally wasn't until about 2002, I fell down my stairs and broke every bone in my ankle. Oh, my word. I know, right? And I didn't have a walking cast. So I couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. And I was relegated to my bed. And I bought a Bible, an inductive study Bible. One of my friends calls it my no notes Bible. Because it literally has no notes. Mm. Like it doesn't even have chapter titles. Really? Yeah. It does not even have chapter titles. Oh, my. You literally have to read and pray and say, God, what are you saying to me in this chapter? Yeah, that would be a struggle. (laughs) Yes. And then it has instructions in the back for you to fill questions and answers. And so as I started digging deep, the Lord started speaking. Mm. He started showing me where. I didn't call you to be bound up. Mm-hmm. I didn't call you to be bound up in religion. I called you to have relationship with me. I didn't come to put you in a pew. I came to put you in the kingdom. Yeah. And that 
never hear Jesus talking about religion, but you always hear him talk about the kingdom. Yes. And the kingdom sets you free. The kingdom lets you know that you are an ambassador of God. You are an ambassador of Christ. And ambassadors come fully equipped with everything they need. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I've given you the grace to walk as a kingdom citizen. I've made you a king and a priest. And you come as a daughter of the king with all the rights and privileges thereof. There's an inheritance. Why are you walking as though that is not your inheritance? And one of the things he kept me in was the story of the prodigal son. Mm. And no matter what that boy did, how long he wallowed with the pigs, he was never not his father's son. Yes. Yes. And so... That is how I learned to walk in that grace, that even if I fall, I am never not a daughter of the king. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I, I started walking and believing and acting like that, like, oh, okay, well, then you have a different mindset. And then you start to read scripture, not looking for, um, oh, I need a scripture for sickness. You start looking at it. I need to know Christ. Yes. I, everything I need to do needs to point back to Jesus. If it doesn't point back to the gospel of Jesus, why are we doing it? Yes. Because <laughs> the whole Bible is pointing to Jesus. Yeah. The whole Bible is pointing to Jesus. And we we tend to somehow think that he's only in the old in the New Testament. I'm like, no. No. No, if you like, have you read Genesis? Let us <laughs> you read that little part. Yeah, you you read the part where he's all throughout Scripture and everything points to Christ. And so, when you realize that, you realize that I don't have to be bound by uh, religion, which is a bunch of don'ts, can'ts. Uh, and, and laws that have nothing to do with the freedom of the kingdom and the grace that God has given you. Yes. And it's not the religion that's going to attract people to Christ. You know, if, if we if we smell of legalism and what what is attractive about that that would want make someone want to ask, what is it that you have that I want? We're to smell of Christ. Yeah. It is the smell of Christ. It is the smell of liberty. It is the smell of freedom. It is the smell of authority. It is the smell of power. It is a smell of grace that says, I can walk in liberty and freedom and that Christ died that I would live. Yes. He he became a curse so I wouldn't have to live under one. He bore sin and sickness on the cross. So why on earth would I attempt to resurrect a defeated devil? Mm, yes. And when you understand that, then you realize, oh, wait, I, I don't have to be a prayer warrior. Why are you fighting? It is finished. Yes. The victory is won. Thank you. Either it is finished or it isn't. Yeah. The victory has been won. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. So 
a lot of the women that listen to this show, um, they have a head knowledge of Jesus and, you know, Jesus loves me, God's love. But for whatever reason, how they've sort of gone through life and is somewhere deep down they haven't felt worthy and they've been, they're high achievers, people pleasers. Um, they, they often draw their identity in all of the life roles that they are, their mother, wife, you know, daughter, and trying to be all things to all people to the point of being overwhelmed and exhausted and still despite all of their accomplishments and achievements you know they they find value in what the world tells them they are or the approval of people and no matter what they achieve they somehow fall short in their mind or they have trouble really believing believing that sort of gift of grace or walking in a knowledge of the love of Christ and walking in a heart knowledge of being a daughter of the King. What do you say to that woman in terms of how, how does she start to find that heart knowledge? That was a lot of words. Sorry. I don't know if it made sense. <laughs> it does. I would tell her, first of all, that you are worthy. And I would tell her that your identity is not in what you do. Mm -hmm. Your identity is not in your titles. Your identity is a daughter of the king. And until you understand your true identity, you will seek it externally. You'll yes. seek it in your title at work. You'll seek it as you're trying to climb the ladder and you're hustling and grinding. But here's the thing. Once you understand your real identity, you understand you don't have to hustle because there is no hustle and grinding in the kingdom of God. Yes. There's no hustle in the kingdom. There's no grinding in the kingdom. You'll understand that, again, you are called to serve the world, but not solve the problems of the world. <laughs> and so you can't be all things to all people. Yes, you might be a mother and a wife and, and you work. But none of that is your real identity. Those are roles, yes. those titles, but your identity, who you were created to be inside, to know that you are loved. You have been created with an identity in Christ, the righteousness of God. And once you understand that everything you are in him, far exceeds all of the other titles and all of those things will come under that umbrella, you will find that you're more able to do those things. You will become the better mother, the better wife, the better employee. And you will find that you don't have to work yourself to the bone where you're so tired that you don't have time for you. Yes. And you have time for God. Yeah. Because we, we tend to find our fulfillment in what we do, which so often if you're at a work event, people don't say, hi, Tanya, how are you? They'll say, hi, Tanya, what do you do? Yes. What do you do? Right. As though what you do defines who That's you are. That's so true. See, I even asked you that question on the start of our interview. Shame on me. <laughs> people ask you, what do you do as a way 
to decide if you're worthy of conversation or not. Yeah. See, in the kingdom, it's not like that. God's not concerned with what you do. He'll give you the grace. He is the source of all things. Everything else is a resource. Mm, yes. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So why are you trying to solve the problems of the world and be everything to everybody when if you would literally cast your cares on him? Yes. And there's such a freedom in that. Oh, my that goodness. Peace. Come unto me, all you who are heavy laden. Yes. If you find yourself overwhelmed, my sisters, and you find yourself heavily burdened, and oh my goodness, uh, listen, take it to the Lord in prayer. God, I need you to handle this. Yes. I need you to show me how to take this off my shoulders. Who am I in you? What is my identity? My friends, I'm sorry to leave you hanging, but I am going to hold this conversation for Friday. I want you to come back here on Friday and listen to the rest of my conversation with Angela as we talk more about what it means to walk as a daughter of the King. I learn a whole new way of looking at the Lord's Prayer and all kinds of other kernels of wisdom. So come back and join us on Friday. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.